This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Well, that's right. We get to talk to head coach Dave Dickinson after every single game. And it's always our lead guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. Mr. Dickinson, do we find you on a soccer pitch again tonight? <laughs> yeah, you do. Actually. Yes. Now I'm watching Avery. So, uh, <laughs> yep, I'll try to keep my comments to myself. Though, so, all good. Hey, no, no problem at all. First of all, you a basketball fan? Can Cleveland Cavaliers uh, keep it going tonight? Uh, I don't think so. You don't I think, think so? Probably lucky to get one. I mean, uh, I think Golden State's clearly the better team. Cleveland, they'll try to stay with them and run with them. I think that's going to be a bad idea tonight. A bad idea. That's why you play the game. Yeah, play, I tell play. you what. That's a, that's a pretty impressive team, that Golden State Warrior team, eh? Holy cow, they have talent. Yeah, I mean, both those, you know, actually Cleveland's really good too, but it's just to me, I mean, uh, seems like uh, when Golden State ramps it up, they're they're the better team, but like you said, they. I was. I always like to see good games. So you know, a, a series that gets swept. I, I don't know if that gives you a lot of entertainment. So I loved Game Three, though. I thought that was a great game to watch. Yeah, eighty points in the first half. Like wow, fifty in the first quarter. That was uh, that was crazy, crazy stuff. And uh, so when you get when you get home from the soccer pitch tonight, the TV goes on. You watch a little basketball, do you? Uh, I, my kids don't like basketball. Don't, so don't it's, a, <laughs> it's a battle now. They'll watch hockey. But uh, they do not like basketball. They Uh-oh. think it's too much of the same, and so uh, sometimes we battle for that remote, no doubt. <laughs> Dave Dickinson, the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. We get to spend a half hour with the coach after every game of the season, and the Calgary Stampeders did wrap up the preseason last night, a 36-35 win over the Edmonton Eskimos. A game for a preseason game, it had pretty good flow, pretty good action. Dave, uh, you've broken down the tape. Uh, what's your takeaway? I thought we started good. Um, you know, Bo looked very sharp. Uh, I do think, obviously, uh, made some mistakes. Even our veteran receivers, we, we dropped too many balls. But uh, uh, it was good to see Roy get in there for a return. And uh, it looked too easy. It really did, which never is. But it sure looked that way. And, um, you know, they, they marched back. It was, a good, it was a good, solid game. I have to think uh, both teams offensively feel pretty good, except for the drop balls. And then defensively, I think uh, – um, I think both teams didn't make any plays on the football. I thought that we had multiple, multiple opportunities to basically what we call 50-50 balls, jump balls. They seemed to catch them all, and, and that was a problem. But it was entertaining. i got to admit, it was fun. It was fun for all of our guys. Everybody played basically. A few guys didn't. Uh, just just basically just uh, we had too many at certain positions, but it was a fun game to watch, fun game coaching. Hey, it's a preseason game. I can certainly understand why Jason Moss went for the two points. Uh, you probably would have been in the same boat and probably done the same thing, I'm sure, eh, Dave? Definitely no overtime and, and yeah. preseason. We don't want that. And To be honest, sometimes I like going for it anyway. They had yeah. they had marched it all the way down the field, and uh, <laughs> like I said, the ball hit their guy's hands. I mean, it wasn't that we made the play. They uh, they, they let it get a slip away, so... Uh, Felt a little fortunate there because uh, certainly not much time to, to try to get back in the lead at 13 seconds. No, it, it's a clean slate now as you head into the regular season, but it's still important. You know, winning winning is contagious, and winning is important, and, and you never apologize for winning. So, you know, 2-0, and and I know it gets thrown out the window, but I think that is still important, is it not? It is. I mean, what I want to make sure the guys understand, though, is, uh, you know, whether that get dropped the pass or caught the pass, we are exactly the same team. Uh, whether we lost 37-36 or won 36-35, we're the same team. So, yes, the winning and losing is contagious, but we're not any better or any worse than we were with that one play. And that really was the game. And uh, I don't think, honestly, like, uh, I, I always make sure our guys better stay a little bit uh, grounded. 
uh, yeah, we won some games. It's preseason, but uh, it's going to be a whole new challenge going to Ottawa in week one, and, and we know we'll have to play our best to beat them. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, in a few minutes. But let's let's break down some of the uh, some of the things that happened last night. You know, first of all, early in the game, boy, you hate to see it, uh, Cordero Law. I know you updated the media earlier today. You may as well update the listeners here tonight on the coaches show because uh, Cordero Law, uh, he probably uh, you know hopefully can return this season, but it, it's not good with a broken ankle, coach. No, I mean uh, I, I love the guy too. I just think he's yeah. what we're about as a football team and as people and. Uh, you know, I know he came back here, obviously, last year, but this was his chance to really feel like, uh, you know, that he's, you know, back in the CFL, you know, a full season. And it was unfortunate. He's uh, He'll work hard. He'll get better. Um, but, yeah, this year is going to be a challenge. Hopefully he's a fast healer and we can see him towards the back end in playoffs. You know, the, the bookends, you still have Jaguar Davis out there. You still have Charleston Hughes. Uh, obviously, it's a hit on the defensive line. But, you know, the, the one thing this uh, this team and this organization prides itself on is depth. True, uh, but you can't replace, uh, you know, basically what I consider one of your top guys. Yep. But we're all going to have to go through that. You don't want to go through it preseason, but everybody's going to have to go through it at some point. So we we have uh, alternatives, um, and our, one man's loss, another man's gain. I mean, somebody will be able to step in, and I really felt Jaguar deserved to be on the field anyway. I knew we were going to have three of the best ends in the league. Uh, we were going to have to, you know, work them in and out, um, but now it looks like obviously Jaguar will have an even greater opportunity and he's ready he's ready to take a, a lead role and, and and show he's a, an every down guy and looking forward to it uh, let's break down the quarterbacking position a little bit dave if you don't mind because uh, uh you did mix it up a little bit uh mitchell gale was number two in last night in the rotation richie Sanzi number three and and andrew beckley came in at number four you know with the game on the line engineered a couple of really nice scoring drives uh first of all w- why did you mix it up a little bit uh, as far as the uh, the rotation the playing time well, we basically just bumped everybody up a spot. Okay. So the last time we went, basically, Buck, then Gale, and Stanzi, obviously, both in place. So we just bumped everybody up, uh, gave them a chance to play with some different people, um, same opportunities. We felt everyone got about the same number of plays. And we were pretty sharp quarterback-wise. Um, you know, Mitch had, obviously, a couple things that went against him, but uh, we also he had two drops. And if you look at our completion percentage, we basically uh, we were sharp in our reads. We knew where to go with the ball, but let's be honest. It, it was a simple, simple defense of preseason that we're facing. We're facing man-to-man teams of a little bit of zone, so there really wasn't a lot of disguise, and that's how preseason is. So we should be sharp quarterback-wise. We should make some good throws, and, and I thought our quarterbacks did that. Yeah, you know, and and I know on our post game show last night, a lot of fans were very excited about the play of Andrew Buckley. You know, engineering those those two touchdown drives, and and, and obviously, you know, with the game on the line, that that's important experience for him. We talk about experience, though. He's only a, a second year guy. Is he ready to be a number two guy in this league with, with with his experience, Coach? Well, I mean, I think he is, but he's not there yet. But I think he's yeah. moving that direction, and. Uh... Almost, I don't play scared or coach scared. So, I think kids earned it. He gets the chance. And uh, the other side of that, like anything else, is uh, yeah, you got to, you do have to grow with a kid. You know, it's different when you're 28 and you've been there. When you're 23 and you haven't done it, you you aren't going to have the same. Look at even Bo took what a year and a half before we really got him in there, almost two years. So, I think those years are important. And I think Andrew's learning and getting better. And I was. A, excited the way he played as well i thought he showed uh great poise and and had some pressure i mean there was guys on him and he he managed the pocket 
extremely well and made some great throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky Stanzi, his stock obviously went up in that game last night. Thought he had a very good game. Your thoughts? Yeah, I thought, like I said, I really was happy with our quarterback play. I wasn't impressed with our receiver play. Okay. So, uh, I, I mean, I think we, we finished five or six drops. I uh, felt like um, we were getting open, but uh, we had lost a little of that focus. So, uh, But the quarterbacks were all good. And like I say, Mitch, yeah, he threw an interception where he got hit on a low hit. Um, and then the fumble was just, you know, the internal clock. It has to be ticking. But the rest of his throws were pretty good and, and uh, certainly um, – feel like Ricky was solid, though. I mean, he needed that. He knows it. And for him to step in there and throw some very accurate balls, I thought that was a good sign for him. So, so you know what question is coming next, and I've got to ask it, and, and I know probably the answer because you haven't probably decided yet, but does it change your depth chart? Well, we're going to practice like we've been practicing all camp, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say that that doesn't affect the overall decision. Um, it would be fooling ourselves if we didn't put at least a little bit more weight on our preseason games. Mm-hmm. But, um you know, we'll still go through it. We still got five days, basically. Um, but, you know, we'll see what, what can change my mind. I've got an idea how I'm going to play it out. But uh, also, best just to chat with Huff on those things, too, and, and kind of let the players decide. And uh, we think we've got an idea, but it is still real close. Okay. So so how much stock puts into the uh, scrimmage on Thursday? Well, that's another practice. But what my opinion is you're managing game clocks. You're, um, you know, you're basically managing situations. You're making smart decisions with the football, uh, you know, and those are things that the, the backup quarterbacks don't get a lot of time to work on because they're not playing games. You can mentally watch Bo do it, but it's important to actually execute our, and do the right thing. So there will be some uh, certainly some decisions that can be finalized in, in that last uh, scrimmage. Uh, you mentioned that you were a little disappointed in the receivers last night, but but I do want to talk about a couple of receivers because they're young receivers. Uh, Juwan Breskison was uh, uh, was our offensive player of the game last night, selected by Greg Peterson. I, I know at the start of the season you had high expectations, you know, a second-year receiver, and, and, and you like his work ethic, you like his game, and, and he seems to be fitting in quite nicely where you have projected him, Dave. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was a nice pick as player of the game. I let him break the team down today. I thought he made plays across the board. You know, he's playing a position uh, that has always got a lot of footballs in our offense. He moved over when we had injuries uh, behind Kamar, and uh, Kamar was good as well. He just had to, uh, a little bit, didn't really caught the ball at times, but uh, still had a good, did well. But Jawan is a player, and uh, he's still got to earn his playing time with uh, the rest of the guys, but uh, he lost 15 pounds from last year. You know, you, sometimes you get guys down in the States, they bulk up, they keep getting told to get bigger, get bigger. You come to Canada, you got this huge field. You got to be ready to run all day. He's done that. I've really been impressed with his work ethic and how he's been practicing as well. So, Overall, I thought he uh, upped his stock last, uh, last night. The other young man that, that certainly has had a nice camp and certainly two good preseason games because I, he probably had the catch of the game in the BC game, and, and last night he it was in the end zone uh, catching a pass from uh, from Andrew Buckley, and I'm talking about the, the Calgary Colt, Richard Sindani. Uh, what, what do you think of this young player? I'm happy with our two Canadian draft picks receivers. Um, Julon Lynch uh, played super physical. Yeah. Uh, blocked it up, caught everything that hits his hands, and then for Richie, you know, he's he's one of those guys. We thought, you know what, let's give this kid a chance. Uh, he looks the part. I liked his personality, and and I think he's certainly showed that he's got some skill and some talent. You know what I like uh, most about Richie is he's been doing it in practice, and when you just go ahead and, and basically you show you can do it in practice, you translate over to the game. That's a good sign. He's certainly a kid I definitely uh, feel you know needs some more playing time. 
and he'll get that at the UC, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for him in the next year or two. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think Julian Lynch has a year of eligibility left too, doesn't he? He does. He does. You know, yeah. and uh, he's physically, you know, maybe a little bit more mature. Um, even though I think he's only 21 as well. They're young kids. They got size, and and they they're gaining confidence. And uh, it's both sticky hands. I mean, those two have caught uh, a lot of nice uh, balls all through camp. So. Like I said, very happy with our two Canadian draft picks there. I think that gives us great depth. All right, he is your head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson, with us tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick timeout. We're going to open up the phone lines if you want to talk to the coach. Of course, this is your chance. 403-974-TALK, 403-974-825. Easy to call, easy to text. Uh, We have about another 10 minutes to go with head coach Dave Dickinson after a Calgary Stampeder preseason victory last night. And now they get ready for the regular season. The regular season kicks off Friday, June 23rd in Ottawa. It's a great cup rematch. This is your home of the Calgary Stampeders. This is Sports Talk with Jock on News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.